0: Blog Talk Radio Hello, everybody, and welcome to our latest episode of Drive Through HR with one of our snackable HR episodes. Today is September 9th, 2020, and our guest today is Katie Van Horn. Katie is an HR strategist and international keynote speaker focused on global inclusion, diversity, and belonging. She's a former VP of Engagement and Inclusion for a Fortune 500 company where she helped build a truly special inclusive culture. She now leads VH Included Consulting and Coaching, focusing on partnering with global organizations to strengthen their cultures. Welcome, Katie. media is putting us in a position where the, the headlines that we're reading might be a little confusing, and so this will be a way for us to really understand what is said in this memo and how we want to think about it. So the first thing is just the, the fact that, A, when you look at this overall and the message that we heard is really around the president not wanting to have diversity and inclusion training. And obviously that's an issue because we want to make sure that we are talking about diversity, we are talking about inclusion. But there are some things around this memo that, you know, might be confusing or might uh, cause some angst amongst folks. So the first one is just like the comment that is made around the press reports that the, the required trainings that folks are being asked to attend talk about all white people co- contributing to racism or that everyone is benefiting from racism. And so I want to just talk through that a little bit. Robin Soggs have joined us, It looks. it sounds like. <laughs> um, and so as we're speaking through this, a couple things that I'll say are, A, that, you know, we want to make sure that when we think about these labor, state, inclusion trainings that are being required, a lot of times there is an assumption that we're talking about everyone being racist, and there is an assumption that the way things are being talked about are wrong. But we have to actually acknowledge the fact that historically, the system, the institutions that have been set up in the United States have definitely marginalized groups of color. And we want to make sure that we're really being thoughtful about the fact that that's not something that can be ignored or can be brushed under the rug. We don't think that that's an un-American or anti-American theme, though. That's talking about history, and that's talking about what's really going on in the world today. And so, yes, we acknowledge that the federal government is extremely diverse. They do hire all races, ethnicities, and religions. And we are proud of the America that we have built. But we also need to acknowledge that there are things that are wrong currently with the institutions that we have built. And when we talk about things like a diversity and inclusion trainee should not include white privilege, should not include critical race theory, that's just something that I want to challenge and I want to push out to everyone that's listening to think about that, that if we really want to acknowledge the fact that or say that there isn't privilege or that certain groups don't have advantages, that's just wrong. And we know that because of our skin color or because of our race, we have had advantages. And that's something that whether people want to acknowledge it or not, it does exist. But to say that that is anti-American, to talk about these things and to acknowledge that the systems that we set up have kept marginalized groups down, that's something that is incorrect. And so these trainings really should be focused and I think have been focused on acknowledging what's wrong and acknowledging the systems that we put into place and thinking about how do we change those and how do we make them more inclusive? So for the training and for the way that we want to think about this is really as organizations are thinking about their own training, as organizations are thinking about how they talk about privileges, how they talk about the advantages that are given to certain groups, that's something that needs to be talked about in every organization, including the federal government. And when we talk about the fact that all of the things that we're seeing in the news almost daily contribute to this fact that, yes, white privilege does exist. And, yes, we do have issues within the government and within different organizations. So this is something that we just need to be talking about. When it comes to the training and when it comes to whatever has been used in the past, I will say that the one thing that did catch my eye right off the of that, of course, was the fact that It was basically coming from press reports, and of course, you know, we can only imagine what press reports, since our president doesn't actually believe in the press, or in certain parts of the press, I should say. Um, I want to make sure that really the message, though, is throughout this memo, the fact that we're talking about something that is being put into a category of propaganda or anti-American sentiment. But acknowledging our history and thinking about the systems and processes and tools that we have in place that might disadvantage people or might not be inclusive, we have to be thoughtful about the fact that we need to change and we need to be better. And we can't sit here and ignore the fact that these trainings that are going on actually benefit people and actually make folks think in a different way. And so when we talk about trainings, when we talk about some of the commitments that DEI experts think about, so diversity, equity, and inclusion experts talk about, it's really about how do you bring people along in a conversation. So the idea isn't to try and, you know, push someone away or take someone out of the conversation, it's to include everyone in the conversation. And so when we're trying to talk through this, it's not about driving division, it's not about receiving training where some folks feel badly coming out of it, but we do have to acknowledge our own Ownness of our rightness and our own ability to change some of these things that we need to change. So we need to be proud of the America that we have built. But we also need to be thoughtful about the fact that things do need to change and we need to get better. So shutting out all diversity diversity and inclusion training isn't the right answer. Sending out a memo to say that all of these things are divisive is not the answer. What we need to do is think about what trainings are we doing and are we making sure that they are inclusive? Are we making sure that we are talking about privilege and talking about advantages? Are we talking about all of the things that have happened in history that have contributed to where we are today in 2020? Are we talking about the things that each person owns in their own right around their own bias and around the way that they interpret certain things and their perspective on things? We need to talk about that. And that needs to be part of any trainings that we're doing. And so, you know, the, the whole kind of the crux of the conversation is we can't slow down this train. We need to keep talking about diversity. We need to keep talking about inclusion. We need to keep talking about how do we create an equitable environment where everyone is able to succeed and how do we start breaking down the institutions that have made that not so in the, in the past and continue to make it not so for that matter. So really when we talk about this memo, there are some things about it that I can agree with and I can definitely say, wow, that isn't great. If they were doing trainings that talked about, you know, hey, white people contribute to all racism or that, you know, all white people benefit from racism, I want to be thoughtful about the words that we're using. But I also want to really be thinking about the fact that even the comment of uh, America being the land of opportunity, yes, it is for some people. And there are things that need to change, so it is the land of opportunity for all. And also the, the comment around, you know, the belief that the most qualified person should receive the job. The fact that that's even being put into this memo, I do question, because I think there is this belief that as soon as you start bringing in people from marginalized groups, you're bringing, bringing in people who are underrepresented within your groups, that all of a sudden you're lowering the bar. And to even say that is something that's so insulting to the folks that are qualified for the position, the people of color that are qualified for this position. There is not a situation where you're lowering the bar just because you're including people of color in the mix. You're absolutely raising the bar because you're bringing diversity and richness to your team. So some of the comments in here just are disheartening at, at best. And, and if we're talking about divisiveness, definitely divisive at worst. And so just thinking about the words we're using and thinking about how this can really impact each one of us, we want to be thoughtful that this is not about taking away all diversity and inclusion training. We need to be thoughtful that we need to keep talking about things. We need to keep talking about how we can be better and how we can do better across the board, even within the government. So if you want to continue this conversation, would love to head over to Twitter. Um, You can find me at at Katie Bar Seven and Katie is spelled K A T E E. I really appreciate everyone uh listening and we'd love to, like I said, continue the conversation on Twitter. Thanks so much for having me, Robin.